welcome everybody to our second Jammers in the Rough. We are super excited to announce that we are now officially on Spotify and we are on YouTube. Our goal is to have weekly uploads and we need your help to what like, subscribe, shoot us DMs for guest spotlights, for comments, for, you know, just critique as we're starting to kind of find our groove. So we're excited to be offered on all of these platforms. We went live with our first one on Monday and the reception was well received and we're really excited to grow. So with us as always, we have the absolute worst, Cody Waldron. We have Here Comes Winter, Josh Winter, and Mr. <laughs> Nutria himself, Terminal Velocity, Zach Wendell. And I am your co-host, Paige, and that's all I got. So we're excited about this week. Um, we're going to try to maybe set some timelines of what we're going to talk about. We're going to start off talking with Zach and some Terminal Velocity. He just created a new mold, so we're really excited to hear about that. But not only what the mold is designed to do, maybe some of the backstory of what and what went into making the mold and how he partnered with them and how those things got started. Um, moving forward, we're going to talk about some of the big signings this week. And then finally, if time allows, um, we're going to start to kind of pick apart what our hopes are for MPO and FPO and who maybe we have an eye on for like really breaking out this season. So thank you guys for joining us. We are live on the community Discord lounge page. So we'll be referencing some comments and keeping track of that, but we're just super excited. So let's just jump into it. Right? So what's up, Zach Ursus, tell us all about it. Uh, well, I guess I've been throwing it all week. Uh, they just came in a couple days ago and, I got to test a couple of prototypes, uh, different types of plastics. And I, I kind of requested um, this plastic. I'm going to start talking to him soon about, I'm hoping the next run will be Color Glow, but um, I, I couldn't have asked for a better run, honestly. Like I, I've tested a couple of the different plastics and this run came out better than expected. Um, yeah, I, I'm loving how it turned out. When you so, say this plastic, what is this plastic? So this plastic, I am calling it glass because it's very glassy. Um, it is, if you know anything about Legacy, it's their pinnacle plastic, um, but I want to give my own name for it. We're working on a couple different types of names based off sediments, basically. So we'll have like lava. Um, I think I'm going to call it glow um, cataclysm. Um, yeah, so like my whole theme so far has been like extinction events. Um, I don't know if everyone knows this, but all the stamps are based off extinct animals, extinct skulls. This is a bear. The Ursus is a genus of bears, and this is actually a cave bear skull. So we're getting very nerdy very quickly. But um, yeah, as far as why I picked the Ursus, um, I mean, we can go through the whole process from the start to the beginning, but I knew I wanted my own molds at some point. I went and talked to several different manufacturers. Um, some of them I didn't get responses from. Um, I talked to Gateway, MVP, Legacy, a couple other small ones. And honestly, this was my favorite of plastics. So I started testing out some of their molds. Um, they got with me about what mold availabilities were uh, as far as like the infinite Innova Dismani relationship where they'll, they'll rent molds. Um, I... So I went through that process and figured out which molds I wanted to build off of. And that's how we got the Ursus. It's based off the recluse mold. There's a couple little changes, but 
that's how that got there. But we're working on right now. Hopefully this drop goes well and I want to design my own. I'm working on the, the CAD file right now of a Wraith CD2 kind of Ooh. flippy control driver. So Ooh. this drop goes well. well. I'm looking for a 10.5 negative 2.2 in the future. That's kind of the, the, the dream. I'm, I'm building it out of my bag. My bag's based off Eagles. Um, used to be the Moab. Now it's the Ursus. Tomb and uh yeah cd2 so that's that's kind of the lineup i'm hoping for in the next couple years so zach why don't you tell everyone what type of disc it is like what is it is it a mid fairway what is it so i i think the best analogy for it is like a fat firebird that's kind of what i've been like telling people is like so uh like a firebird and a rock three had a baby um if you look at the rim i know a lot of people won't be able to see it if they're listening to spotify but it's just um it's just like a thick fairway and so i i'm not the best at flick um but this disc is like i think it's really helped my flick and i think a lot of people who don't have power aren't going to really know what to do with it at first but if you just jam on this thing like it, it flies amazing like it it's very overstable i think people are gonna be surprised when they get them they throw them next week uh i think a lot of people are going to be um coming in monday tuesday next week but I might have underestimated the 5503, 5403. It might be three and a half. But uh, it, if I hit it hard, I can get it to go about 350. But it's, uh, it's definitely in that faster zone, justice, um, like I said, gator slow, slow fire. It's, it's more torque resistant, more overstable than a gator probably. It's a little oh, nice. faster feeling. Like I can flick this thing. Like my max flick is like 400, and I can flick it 350. And doesn't turn over. It just dead straight. But uh, it takes some power to get it to go straight. But it uh, it's the type of disc that'll go straight until it slows down, and that slows the, the slow speed stability is nuts. So it'll it'll just die. So glidey so beefy mid. I, yeah, I've been loving it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how's it? Uh, yeah. How's it, it fly like, on? Like it? I, um, I was gonna say, uh, how does it fly on an Anheuser? So I've been, if I want to throw it just cause I've been throwing as much as I can, cause I want to be the first person to ace with it. Um, there, there's a, you got a contest like, guys. If anyone can beat Zach, hit me up with the video and I'll get you your own special Ursus. Does it have so, to be videoed on video? Yes. So, on video. so we could talk about this, but I've been thinking about doing kind of a contest, um, where maybe if you ace with it, uh, an Ursus or any terminal velocity disc really, on video or in a, a sanctioned event, I'll give you a gift card based off the distance. So Ooh. I think that would be cool. Like uh, maybe like, I don't know, like what, 10 cents a foot or something. So if you have like a 30, $30 gift card or something like, uh, so we can put that in writing somewhere, but I think that's a good idea. I mean, it's, but, it's um, audible now, right? It's as good as writing. We have a yeah. verbal contract with you all. If you can capture a terminal velocity disc, on video and an ace, hit him up for ten cents for every foot. Yeah, uh, I think I think the people who throw over four hundred feet, like me, I can throw four hundred. My max, if I'm doing like a big ante shot or something, is probably four fifty. Um, I can throw this thing three fifty if I put it on a little bit of ante. It'll hold it, hold it, hold it, and then it'll kind of flatten out at the end. Um, where it really shines for me, I think, is the the flicks. Like if you have a good flick powerful flick it's it's going to shine you're going to use it for every approach uh, 300 feet 
And then for me specifically, it's, I think it's been a great disc to teach me how to flick better. Like if you get good at flicking this, you're better at flicking any high speed driver. It's just, it's torque resistant, but at the same time, you, you can't just throw it into the ground. So I, I think it's a great trainer disc also. No, and I will say like, that's what I get most excited about. So a lot of people that know me and have like kind of listened to me talk either in person or online has known this off season. I've been really working on developing my flick and my forehand and it's come a long way and Gator, the mutant, the MD five, these type of discs, um, justice were discs that I never really could use outside of utility before my forehand started to develop. And so I finally actually put a flat glow Gator in my bag that I found at one of our local courses shops. It was a old like 2017 glow Gator flat top that I was like, Oh, 20 bucks. I'll buy this all day. <laughs> like, and I've been bagging it and I've been loving it because a disc that I used to not have because a disc like a Gator, it's not super torque resistant. And I think a lot of people, when they start forehand, they throw so much torque behind it, their angles are off and it turns and burns or it's not doing these things. Um, but now like I'm loving it because I'm going to start to work on my angle control and flat. And so the Ursus is a disc that for me surprised that out of all the disc lineup that that's the one you chose. But now after like months of reflection and developing my game, I can start to see exactly why you chose that. Because when we list things like Gator, MD5, Gator 3, these are all beaded ones. And they're very awkward if you don't, like for me, forehanding a beaded overstable disc is super awkward. You transition to like a Justice or a Verdict or, you know, like some of these companies don't have it. And you see pros like Scott Withers who left Innova who threw his, like tour series disc was a Gator. And he went from Innova to Discraft and he didn't have it. And you saw him on open forums looking for an overstable mid-range and everybody telling him a quake, a zone, a quake, a zone. And he's like, it's not any of those two. He needs something mm -hmm. like this. And it's a gap that's still missing in a lot of manufacturers. And one that I got excited about because I didn't see a beat on it. It looks pretty flat. It's looking like super comfortable already. And I haven't even touched the plastic and, like for me, like I just got excited that that's where you chose. It, is it, it does have no, it's a little bead though, yeah, but it's not like it, a big it, bead like a does, gator. Yeah. So I will tell you, the plastic feels like if I had to give you a comparison, it feels a lot like the Italian Dismania. Um, like it's it, it's a good seat. I think uh, it's got a little give to it. They are extremely flat top. Um, there's some the greens, the greens I've seen, they're they're tabletop flat. So they're probably even more overstable. Um, as far as the plastics go, the color glow, the, the ones I threw were a little less stable than this. Um, the, if we released the lava, which is kind of their, um, they call it legend. They it's, I'm not going to say it's G cause it's like a stiff G star. It's more of like a, um, ethereal plastic from like, um, thought space. So it's kind of like a stiff, gummy plastic. I, don't, I know that doesn't make any sense, but uh, that's sense. a little less. It's a, that's a, that's I mean, that's, a, like, that, that's like color glow. Like it's stiff, but it's gummy. And that's why like yeah. that's why people mm -hmm. love it so much is because it's not stiff like a sea line, and it has that little bit of blend that just adds that gumminess to it. That's why people like yeah. color glow from Dismania, like the originals. Yeah, like I. I had tested this plastic a little bit and I was kind of wary of it, but this is what was available. And then when they gave it to me, it, it feels amazing. Like it feels better than the blends I've, I've tested. It's a little softer. It's not as stable as I was. 
Um, I think I sent, I don't know if you ever threw it, Cody, but I sent you the, the icon version. Yeah, and that sitting, thing, I, I have it sitting there. I haven't been able to play, but that recluse, yeah, yeah. I love the feel of that plastic, man. Like, I can't wait that, to take it out and throw it. I just haven't played. Yeah, that thing's a tilt. The plastic is extremely overstable for some reason. But that's that's another thing that's interesting about this disc is like the different plastic variations. Like you can go from five five zero two to five five zero five. Like, well, I guess that one's probably like five three zero five. I don't know if I'm going to make any star blends because I don't think I want one that overstable, just because it's going to cut out a lot of the market. Because it's like that this one is overstable, like but it, it's a fast stego but that's that's what i like about this disc is it, it's not the, the zone and i've i've thrown every like i'm i'm holding a mortar in my bag that was always my my disc of choice in that slot and i i don't know what the numbers are i would say maybe a four speed but it's it's just not as fast so if i'm calling this a five speed it feels in your hand more like a six speed i think that's what's been neat on them because i like I think a lot of them kind of lean towards that blunt edge on on these type of discs yeah. like you look at the mutant and it's very blunted very sharp um and you want like a little bit faster because sometimes you need that skip sometimes you need to put a yeah. little bit more speed behind it and feeling that so you know i'm super yeah. excited can you see that game. like i mean just to the i mean i don't know yeah. it's kind of blurry huh but it's it like i said it's a fat fairway and i think there's just not a lot of discs like it um, but it's going to be very comfortable for the flick and that's where it's been shining for me. Like anytime I can throw it, obviously I'm throwing it right now, but I, I'm excited to see everyone in the next month or get their hands on it. Uh, I think half the lounges is about one, so they'll have them within the next week. So we, we should be getting, be getting a lot of Ursus reviews in the, in the, the next week or so. But if you throw them and they feel really overstable for you, definitely, definitely learn to flick it. Um, the backhand. It might be unusable for some people if you throw like less than four feet, but it's a great flick disc. It's a great approach disc. And it's definitely, it's a slot that I didn't know I needed until I tested it. And I throw it 15, 20 times around for the last three months. So I'm excited for everyone to test them. Well, I'm hoping, about- I'm hoping it's kind of like a verdict, which is like my go-to, which, and it's a five, four, oh, three point five. And That's, I yeah. love this thing because I forehand almost all my mids. Like I don't really backhand any mids. So yeah. I use this probably, probably like you 15, 20 shots around just because I use yeah. it for everything. So I go yeah. from zone to verdict. So I'm hoping this might actually take the spot of this one. I yeah. Know. I've heard as far as like, I've never really thrown the justice because the ones I threw were really overstable. So straighter, glidier justice is the, um, the comparison that I've heard. They don't, justice don't go very, like for me, they're dump. They just like go. Nah, I, I, not I, very I, far. Mean, I, like I said, I can, I can flick and backhand about 400 and I can flick and backhand the Ursus about 350. So you can, you can push them. Well, no, let's talk about too, like the, the transition from terminal velocity, like terminal velocity, the retailer now transitioning to terminal velocity, the manufacturer and finding your place with OTB with infinite discs and how, you know, that's been feeling for you and also some of that, that process in that. Sorry, you cut out like the last like five seconds. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, the the, the transition velocity. from retailer. Yeah, from retailer to terminal velocity, the manufacturer and linking up with infinite disk, linking up with yeah. OTB and putting a different spotlight on who you are. Yeah, well, for me, I mean, it's, I mean, I've, 
I guess the, the thing is, like, as a disc golfer and as a guy who loves discs, I've just always wanted my own disc. And so if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it, right? And I, I mean, honestly, the support I've gotten over the last, like, couple of weeks of, like, people, like, I had 10 local dudes come by today and just pick them up, like, hey, I heard you, like, just, like, the local new manufacturer in Dallas, I have, like, stores hitting me up. It's just, it's cool to be, like, part of the community and, like, I'm that guy now, like, so I'm, I'm just, I'm excited to be like, I mean, it just, it just, I, I think there's so many stores popping up right now, especially like COVID times that I need to do something to differentiate myself. And I think this is a good way to do it. And I want to keep doing my stamps uh, specifically on infinite. And um, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll branch out to other companies, but I want to keep my, my, my business strong with the infinite group and keep making my own discs kind of like how, I mean, Thought Space has done their own stamps. They've done their own discs, but they keep doing stamps for other discs. And that's kind of what I'm, I'm hoping to do in the future. Nice, nice. Uh, how long did it take you well, from like deciding, hey, I'm going to move forward with creating this disc to actually having that prototype? Um, so with this one, it's going to be a little different because like I said, I kind of went through um, the conversations. I've been working on this since the summer. And I went through conversations with different manufacturers and then we started talking about what was available. And once I started, I, I went and bought all the legacy I could just to see if I liked their plastic, you know? And I, I did the same thing. Like, I mean, obviously as a retailer, it's a, a huge advantage because I was going out and testing uh, Mint. Um, I was going out and testing MVP. I was testing Gateway. Um, and then after that, we kind of talked about which molds were available to rent. And so um, the, the process is going to be different with, the CD2. Right now, I'm working on the CAD. Um, I, I said CD2, but uh, that mold, my 10.5 negative 2.2. We don't have a name for it yet. Um, I'm probably going to reach out to Lounge soon and start working on names. So um, we'll start working on that soon after this drop. But um, yeah, so after the summer, I kind of figured out that I wanted to work with Legacy because I like their plastic. Um, and then really, the last three months has just been wait, waiting on, on supply issues. Um, they didn't have the plastic. And they were trying to push certain blends on me. And I said, this is the blend I want. So it's, it's been a slow process. But um, as far as the next mold goals, uh, the mold goes, I think it'll be more interesting, you guys, where I'm working on the CAD file. Um, I've got a 3D printer. I'm going to 3D print the, the mold itself um, to feel it and kind of see how it feels in my hand. I don't think you're really going to get the flight characteristics of it um, based off how it's going to fly with... Um, like the 3D printed plastic, the PLA, it's obviously not going to be the same as um, like a, a star plastic. But that at least give me the comfort level of my hand. I'll send them the CAD file. They'll make a mold. They'll make the mold, uh, inject plastic in it. Send me some examples. I'll test them, figure out where we need to go from there, make changes to the mold if we need to, then put a stamp on it and sell it to you guys. Well, and that's awesome. Can I ask about the, the, the mold coming out? Are you going to, I know we, you said CD2, you said Wraith, which I mean, I think are very buzzworthy things, but the, what I get excited about this type of mold is something more of like the Sphinx where the yeah. Sphinx came out with the swirly blend and it was more stable. Right. And then yeah. they came out with like some of the glow metal flakes that were super flippy is maybe some yeah. of your goal to have some of that range in this next one where it's going to be like, you know, negative two, but it's really like a negative three, but then also more of a like negative one and, 
almost zero, but you have that whole range. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the interesting characteristics. Yeah, sorry, you're cutting out, so I might have overlapped you there, but uh, that's one of the interesting characteristics. Am I? Am I? Yeah, you've been cutting out every once in a while, but then it catches. Um, but I think we have a stable connection over here, and I don't think it's been missing too much. Mm -hmm. Paige blames everyone okay. but himself. Don't yeah. worry about it. I, I mean, I got good Wi-Fi, but... Uh, <laughs> it's a Texas it, wind. Yeah, it's, we're going to have 30-mile-per-hour winds tomorrow. Uh, um, yeah, uh, I was going to play many, but I don't think I'm going to now. Like 30 degrees, 30-mile-per-hour 30 winds. But, um, yeah, I think um, I, every company, they have, like, I mean, if you go get a PD or whatever, the, the star blend might be a little flippier than the champion blend. And that's going to be the same thing. But um, I know I'm kind of introducing a whole new line of plastics to people. And I think one thing that's going to really wow people is that the difference – and some of the plastics that legacy makes. Um, so they have like their normal C blend and then they have like their shatter, their glow. And then they have, they release. So imagine if Innova had champion, but then they had a stiff champion and then they had like a metal flake stiff champion, or maybe they said metal flake soft champion. Legacy has 15 different plastics. And so if I go to them and say, Hey, I want this a little stiffer to make it more overstable they have that capability. Like a couple of years ago that they, um, they made a rival, which is like a T-bird for Drew, uh, Drew Gibson. And it wasn't stable enough for him. And so they went and changed the blend to make it more stiff. So it'd be a little bit more stable. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to kind of designing my own plastics as far as that goes to change the stability of the disc to where I want it. But you're right. I mean, I bag two to three Sphinx at a time. So I'm definitely going to want a nine, five, negative three, two kind of disc. But I love my flippy PDs, so I want that 10-5, negative 2-1, negative 2-2, something in that range. I, I think, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, that's what gets me excited, because if I can narrow it down to one mold that's coming out and be on the forefront versus, like, the, the behind the, the, the scene, like, CD2, where I have to, like, oh, where's this first run? Where's the second run? Where are these glows? Yeah. Like, to find the stability is, like, oh, we can be on the forefront of these things coming out. I get excited about that because, like, I bag three PDs. I bag three CD2s. I bag one wraith at, like type disc, and if I can narrow that down to one mold over four different runs, yeah, then my bag goes from like carrying fifteen discs over three molds to carrying five over one, and I get that familiarity, that comfortability, that you know consistency yeah. in my release, and I get excited about that. So, I mean, obviously, I'm a big CD2 thrower. So when you say yeah. like these very like trendy names, I'm just like, oh, that's going to be perfect. That's going to slot in nice. Yeah. And I know because we played together, so our our bags are very similar. Our throws are very similar. So the way you're designing it for you and your bag, I get excited because it's like, yeah, I know it's going to slot in perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. My bag, I mean, for those that know me, a lot of people know what I bag, but my bag is based off Tombs, Eagles, Sphinx, um, and now Ursus. That's kind of my main, um, I mean, I don't have a huge arm. I could throw, like I said, 400. I'm going to keep saying it, but that's that's perfect 10 speed range to me i don't need a 13 speed i don't need a 14 speed i don't I, I just i think most of us i think our games are better if we stay under 10 and i'm gonna focus on that and i'm gonna focus on what my game likes but i think a lot of y'all's games will like it too and so i want to take a quick like 30 second pause to call out yet again why cody is the absolute worst you guys on spotify can't see the video but our lovely lounge live have noticed Cody falling asleep. We have an amazing guest that's talking about 
plastic and Cody is nodding off over there. And I'm pretty sure it has to do with him shaving that he's probably no. lost some of that kind of like, you know, machismo, that cares, the charisma that, you know, just willing to be patient and listen to somebody. And now he's fresh face, smooth, and it's just all about him. So this quick reminder of why Cody is the absolute worst. Cody, what do you have to say for yourself? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm just sitting here. I'm not closing my eyes or nodding off. Uh, I will say my eight-year-old son this morning, my wife was like, did anyone notice daddy shaved his face? And my son goes, yeah, I noticed. I just didn't say anything because I thought it was ugly. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, Thanks, man. The no, I'm just sitting here leaning and listening. But we all used to have beards and it was a thing. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I, I tried to trim it last night in the shower and I went to one spot and I was like, oh, I'm going to look weird if I try to teach with like – I could have had a goatee. We could all have goatees. Goatees? Oh, man. If I try to do that. <laughs> no, no, it yeah. doesn't work with my face. Fu Man shoes? We could this, Fu Man this little, this little part. Yeah, maybe that could be the next podcast. I Fu promise. I'm, I have not fallen asleep. Maybe I just have, like, thin eyes. I mean, like, my eyes are open like, right now. Brought to you by Manscaped. <laughs> Wait, are we foundation right now? Manscaped? I, don't even, I can't even afford a Manscaped, dude. Here, I'm just going to sit here with my eyes, like, have like well, dollar I mean, razors. You don't have to be over dramatic because you obviously were had your eyes closed, and though you weren't nodding off, you're trying to pull the old like Look, dad th- trick of like I'm not falling asleep on the couch. I'm just are my eyes my like eyes. do my eyes look like, closed right now? This is normal for me. <laughs> no, they were closed. We got we got witnesses in the chat. Or did I look down or something? I promise you, my, no, my you were like right here. You're like this, like you were like trying to open your eyes, but you were like, oh my gosh. <laughs> And you want to hat like we It's almost see 10 it. o'clock here, y'all. Yeah, my camouflage, I'm just like yeah. slowly drifting. You'll never see me with the hat on. <laughs> Sorry, it's not six o'clock where I'm at. Uh, but I see, just to get back on, on track here, I did do see where you uh, <laughs> replied to Jory, uh, Zach, about it being skippy. Yeah. So is it mid range yeah. it skips? Yeah, you can make it skip. I mean, um, if you throw it flat or on hyzer, it's going to skip for you. That's uh, like a like a zone skip. Like you know, a lot of times a zone doesn't skip if you control the angle right. But yeah. when you need it to skip, you can predict that skip and you know throw it correctly. Yeah. God damn, yeah. Cody, you're the worst. <laughs> yeah, I was just talking to the page before you came on about I, like in my slots, like I go MD three to the mutant. Mm-hmm. So having something that is in between the two be fun to try out. I, I, I felt the mutant and I've thrown it a couple times, but it's not something I've bagged. I don't think it's as uh, dumpy as a mutant. Um, not knowing your game, like I said, if, if you have a good flick or if you're flick-oriented, I automatically know you're going to love this disc. Like, this is a disc that's made like for people who throw forehands. And I think it's also, like I said, if you're if the flick isn't your strong suit i think if you give this disc a solid month of just hitting it hard on a flick it's going to make the rest of your your forehand game good or better yeah because i i mean i had the same goals as page uh over the off season i am predominantly a backhand player and i just got tired of going up to t-pads and saying okay let me hyzer lift this eagle through this gap and make it fade right and it's just like you're doing a thousand rated shot instead of the the 900 rated shot which is just just do a soft flick and See, that's where I'm, I'm, that's where you and I differ. So I, I agree with all of that before before you said I'm tired of saying like let me do this and this. Like I love a high flip turnover thousand rated shot and I will do that yeah. 90% well, of the time. No. <laughs> scoreboard. But you know it's it's a blast. I love it. 
It's like my I'm favorite say, shot. I'm just saying, once we got in those woods, that, that flick came in handy. <laughs> that was after <laughs> – that was a different – we're going to meet up again, I, and we're going to revisit this. Don't let him throw your disc, Zach. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not ever again, at least not near water. <laughs> uh, anyways, guys, let's, let's transition on to the next topic <laughs> at hand, which is the new signings for this week. What is up with that? We have Dickerson with this craft. We have Haley King with Innova and Cat still unsigned. Um, and Madison Walker, right? She's with MVP, which I think is just as big of a signing. Um, what's up with that? <laughs> what's up with that? Yeah, I mean, as a – I love Chris Dickerson. As a, a guy from the South, um, I love anyone who's going to show up to a tournament in a camo like flannel shirt <laughs> like that dude's like my spirit animal and it's um, his jersey too like yeah the, the, I, I love the dude he's like just chilling in the woods like yeah i'm gonna go throw some putts like the, he's he's got a sweet game honestly i was looking forward to him going to mvp um i thought him with like an mv him with like some of those i think mvp has some of the best mids and putters in the game um i'm not i'm not a huge believer in the, the gyro but it 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 does work on the mids and the, uh, the the putters. Like you can throw an MB as far as you can throw any mid, and so the gyro is working for something. So him going to Discraft, it's cool, but Discraft's got enough. Like it would have been cool to see him go to MVP. When I get nervous too, like with him with Discraft, like you know they're already doing Paul McBeth line, Paige Pierce line, and Dickerson. I really hate when he was with Prodigy and they didn't do the follow up of the FX2 with the Creator Series in regards to Dickerson. Yeah. Um, and I feel like with him going to Discraft, he almost cuts that out of the equation because I can't imagine, and I can be wrong, right? But I can't imagine Discraft doing a third, like, pro, like, creation series centered around Dickerson. Yeah. And I think, like, like FX2 is my favorite Prodigy disc. It's one of my favorite discs that I'm not currently bagging. Um, the utility on it, the backhand, dead straight, adjust the angle, or, like, you know, Thunderbird flat put a little bit of hyzer firebird like i just love the fx2 and not having dickerson being able to create some molds then i feel like with the mvp he would have had that ability with conrad to kind of create what he envisioned some of these molds to look like and maybe you know transition mvp away from some of the gyro to get some more molds like their streamline like plastic where they step away from the gyro but really kind of mm -hmm. showcase what else they can do with the plastic because i know the people that are using their plastic like thoughtspace athletics are doing some great things and being able to yeah. kind of have Dickerson on that forefront. So for me, I got like, like you said, like a little disappointed that he's not, not on MVP and little like deflated when he landed on Discraft because for me, that's what yeah. I got excited about with him is where is he going to land? Because he knows what he's talking about with molds and he proved that with the FX too. And I just wanted to see more of that. Well, well, think um, his own disc at Discraft? Not mold. I wouldn't think so. You don't think uh, he'll create his own? Yeah, maybe maybe not series. Maybe they'll give him like a like Chris Dickerson, you know, FX two copy, um, like less overstable Captain Raptor. So instead of a Captain Raptor, they go like a step below Raptor. I know, I mean, maybe I think they need to like step that. up above Undertaker, right? Yeah, I, I I feel like I don't know. I don't throw a lot of discraft, but I feel like their gap. I think they have some of the best mids. I think they have. But what fairway do they have, really, like, I, in that T-Bird, like, slot? Is it a stalker? Don't they have a stalker or something? Stalker. Isn't that a little That's slower, flippy. though? That's a little it, slow, a little bit flippy. I, I think yeah. you're right. Like, I think they have 
great mid-ranges, great approach and putters, great drivers, but the fairway has always been lacking. And I think yeah. Paige Pierce identified that when they came out with the passion. passion. And yeah. I think they still need some more work to yeah. like have something to pair with the Mantis. Where the Mantis is flippy, have something more overstable, like a T-Bird, like a FD2, like something on those range. Like, then if we also go that, old, yeah. Yeah, also something to Express. Like step up. Oh. Ex- expresses are kind of cool, but they don't make them anymore, I think. What about I mean, a really. surge? Is that a distance driver surge? Surge yeah, is like distance. a ten or eleven Avenger. speed, I think. And the Avenger, ten speed. But that's flippy. Like they have like the yeah. flippy fairways kind of down, but like I think the the choices aren't there. It's like, well, if you want a flippy seven speed, grab a Mantis. That's pretty a much s- your choice. Or now Passion. A um, be like a nine speed yeah. would be like a Heat. Isn't a Heat a nine speed? Yeah, that's flippy. That's really yeah. flippy. That, that's like nine. that's too flippy though. Like that's, that's like a. a Negative five through one. I, I just don't think they have like a popular seven five zero two. And every company has one. I mean, you think like T Bird, Eagle, well, um, Bodo, Exodus, you got FD2, FD2, yeah, T Bird 3, you got, you know, companies that, you yeah, know, build their brands and you, every pro throws them, right? <laughs> yeah. And I, I guess they just go straight Undertaker. So, I mean, what's the difference between like a, a seven speed and an eight speed or a nine speed? About 50 That's, feet. I mean, I, that's what, yeah. Well, but, I, but when I the, think, when the, I guess when the pros are throwing like, you know, their putters 400, their Undertaker 400, like, it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's it's negligible well, from them, which is why you see a Heinberg only throw an Eagle. Yeah, you but you don't it, need the full range of fairways. At the end of the day, do you know who came up with the Ursus flight numbers? Me. So, I mean, oh, don't get Paige started on flight numbers. Oh my gosh. Tangent on tangent. Flight numbers don't matter. They don't. They're the worst. They matter when somebody like Zach like created them with intent behind them. I think a lot of like manufacturers just kind of slap numbers on and people obsess over their numbers. Um when you West can have side. the West side's numbers are terrible. Yeah, but uh, we're having a conversation here on you know our podcast where you can hear it from the creator of the mold about his intent in it and even when he got it wrong right he's like oh well maybe it should have been like a 3.5 or a 4 like you're able to have that conversation with this craft they're just like well this undertaker is going to slap on this like like negative one nine nine speed negative one on everything and then you have pd undertakers and cd2 undertakers and trying to identify them based off numbers and i feel like my my tangents for numbers are geared towards newer players because they're so obsessed over this number game that they forget to throw the disc and identify what it's going to do for them and make those adjustments based off of it. Um, yeah. I like Go numbers ahead. as a reference. That's why I yeah. like yeah. as a reference because, yes, they will fly different. And like you said, for beginners, it's good because if a beginner picks up I, – I fell into that trap, the boss. I was like, hey, it's an 11-speed. It's going to go farther than I can throw. And it's 13-speed. What is it? 13. 13. 13. Well. See, that's how I haven't thrown a ball in forever. And then I thought, hey, 13 means it goes farther, when in reality, if I would have picked up a seven speed as a beginner, it would have gone awesome. much farther than that. 13 is record, what it's intended to fly. The world record, three world records was with the boss. Does anyone know what the world record is where, right now? Like what plastic boss it is? Uh, it is was it Blizzard? No. Whoever knows what plastic the world record is gets a free Ursus. That's our game. I mean, all they got to right. do is just name them all. DX star. I mean, just well, right nope, nope, nope. Pro, nope. It's so gonna surprise while, you. While you guys are guessing the boss, Cody's not gonna be because he has already has Ursus on the way. So guys, right <laughs> in chat. I'm yeah. sorry, Spotify. You just gotta bear with us a little bit. They're gonna write in chat for the free Ursus. 
Uh, I want to get back to the number point. Like, what happens when somebody picks up a Thunderbird and it's nine negative one and it's the new calling ones and they're super beefy and they're like, oh, this isn't – and then it jeopardizes what they all know about their game. Oh, well, this is a negative one and I can't get any turn out of this. I can't get it to go straight. This is overstable. And then they're spending more time obsessing over that little spot. Like, they're, they'll try a, like a mantra, negative three, nine speed, negative three, and completely flip over. And now they're questioning their life of where they need to land because of what this number told them that like it should be this reference. Yeah. Um, and I that think it's a fallacy that everybody, everybody has to fall into in order to understand. Because I was having a conversation today where, as a new player, when you step up to your T-pad, what are you like trying to do? A lot of it's very rudimentary fundamentals of, I'm just trying to throw flat. Don't throw nose down. Work on my X step. Work on my reach back. Don't round. Like very fundamental things. So they're not thinking about their throw. So like what I tell people and why I get off numbers is like, it doesn't matter what disc you're throwing. The most important thing that you can do is throw and start to work on your form and start to correct those things. And then when you start to step up and get more advanced, now I know, like now those frame of references matter. Now those frame of references, like I can be like, okay, cool. I threw this disc. It was a negative one. It was supposed to turn. It didn't. Let me adjust my form. Let me adjust this fly. Let me adjust the disc and see what it is. And then you can start to like understand those. But for like a lot of new players falling into the, the idea of 13 speed go far, breaking away yeah. from that and correcting these fundamentals, I think is more <laughs> important. Yeah. Well, I know this isn't what we're meaning to talk about, but I, I think there's, I mean, a correct answer in both. I mean, so as someone who's thrown a while, if I get a 7502, I expect it to fly 7502 you know, in the company. So if I'm getting a West Side disc and I throw it, I know those mean those numbers might mean something different than an Innova 7502. I think Innova, I think they gear their numbers towards advanced players, and I think Westside or Trilogy gears their numbers towards less advanced players. But um, you mentioned a bunch of signings, but I didn't. I was going to ask if y'all Sorry, saw. We got, we got segue because of freaking Cody's yeah. tangent. What did I do? Well, I think I think we all did it. But um, <laughs> did y'all happen to see witch hunts Nick- out here? Y'all, y'all talked a lot of crap about my boy Nico last week. And I just, oh, gosh. Uh, I was just curious if you saw maybe where he was signing. Did he sign somewhere? I don't know if he signed somewhere, but there was a video Gateway had of him throwing, and then they deleted it. Yeah, so he probably is like owned by his uncle or something, right? Doesn't his uncle own the company? Uh, I know he's involved in it. I don't know if he owns it. but uh, Yeah, I thought there was something. Like, that's been the speculation I've heard is that Nico's going to Gateway. I, I just saw a video of him throwing on Instagram, and it was like a gateway video of Nico throwing gateway plastic. So it would seem like he'd be going to gateway, which kind of is surprising to me because, I mean, Nico was, what, what the sixth or seventh top player last year? But he but used to throw gateway a long time ago. Last week? I agree, and but I think y'all are a little harsh on him. But, yeah, oh there's a lot, of, a lot of Nico haters. I, I listened to it, and I was a little sad. I, I think Nico gets a little too much hate for being, I mean – a little a little douchey but no I that's like where it. like i think we tried to bail it out i know like we were like pretty heavily critical on la castro but we did try to like soften it because i mean i think there's that balance to it. you're right like he's yeah. definitely top 10 highest earning ever he's continuously grinding and winning and putting himself in those positions yeah and the critique i mean like i said like he's... this might be even kind of validation for what we were saying last week where that criticism of like him going to gateway a smaller market theme Mm-hmm. Um, which might allow for a little bit of mixed bag to take place. Um, yeah. It's kind of like, you know, like 
he might just not be marketable right now and yeah. he needs to kind of have some of that like PR image like adjusted and like I want to see him succeed just like I like to see all of these pros succeed when the Castro won um what's the tournament he beat Simon at last year um, um he jumped in the lake like I um, think of it it was uh up north um the preserve maybe the preserve but whatever one that was like I was excited for winning I was excited for him winning I am first and foremost a fan of competition and watching him and Simon battle it out to the last hole. I don't care who won that. I was a fan of that. Right. Um, but yeah, he's firing things. Is this, yeah. yeah. I've met him. I've met him and I know y'all kind of talked about it, but I've, I've heard horror stories about every pro. So you oh, kind of told absolutely. your story about him punching someone in the chest and I get it, but I, I <laughs> I've met, I've met a lot of pros and I can tell you that some of them, it would surprise you. No, I've, I've definitely I, heard my horror stories. I mean, and we don't need to go to names. I just think. Yeah. yeah. And he, he becomes like that, that, that catalyst, right? That lightning yeah. rod. And it's so yeah. easy to like tack yeah. it on because everybody's piling that up, which is why last yeah. week, I think we made reference of like, oh yeah, there's all huh. these still positives with him. Yeah. Um, well, I, was saying, Anton, I don't think we were that negative. <laughs> uh, it was, but Ant Anton, was? Anton was on a lead card at Worlds like two years ago and he hasn't signed anywhere. A different podcast slash different day. Where's this thing Zach out on just like pro tour fighting pros? So when I mean, yeah. pros are bad guys, it was the guys. Zach Wendell boxing. <laughs> but one thing that was never in question last week was his skill level. Like Nico is a really good disc golfer. No, I was just digging. It might have page. been a little bit harsh on our opinions of the person, but He's a, yeah. he's a damn good discoverer. I, I think everyone would agree, though. I, I think everything y'all said was on on par. Um, what we go for I, here? We don't go for the birdies. We go for the par. And then, <laughs> didn't we talk about his image? We talked about how he's yeah. portrayed. Well, let's, That's not, let's, good. Not, let's not segue too much into it. Yeah. I mean, no, I no, we, no. I, I, I was talking about the signing. I was just talking about the signing. You didn't mention it. There's there's rumors going on. It's hot take. He might be going to Gateway. We're not the rumor mill here. All right, let's, let's talk about Haley. Let's talk about <laughs> Haley. Haley King to Innova. Yeah. I, I I mean, I think it's cool. I mean, I it's it's not something that's gonna make me go throw Innova, but I mean I, I'm happy. I have friends who are sponsored by Innova, so I'm happy for them that they have a, a top female player. Hopefully yeah. it brings her game. Um, but I think people acting like, oh, Innova's offseason is okay now. I think that's kind of a a, a false argument and i was gonna like, like argue the difference of like this showcases why innova is struggling because Haley king came out with the announcement came out with the video and innova didn't say anything didn't release a single disc didn't release a single disc like dickerson announcement boom buzzes yeah. everyone yeah. robot chicken buzzes what? awesome yeah Haley king signs they don't get an announcement you know yeah. or a big thing like yeah. like some of these other yeah. players did it's and yeah, it's do it herself. She had to make her own announcement. Yeah, it's take it or leave it. It's like you want to be on Innova. Here's like your thirty bucks and go do what you want. But it's, I mean, yeah, I mean, look what they did with Chris Dickerson. They've got they've got plenty of top players, but they still said, hey, we got Chris. Let's give him a special buzz. And I mean, how how many Haley King, Halo, Leopards would they have sold last Ooh. week? Yeah, I, I mean, the, she likes stalkers. Let's go get a Halo Leopard. Maybe make it even more colorful, like Halo Glow Leopard or something. Or you imagine like you, you slap her on the new PDs that just came out, and she you sell PD. out of them instantly. Dark Rebels. You... She could have been the dark, the Haley King Dark Rebel. 
Yeah. Right? <laughs> Hail Storm Rebel. So, yeah. Kind of like Firestorm? I, well, yeah, too, like, I, even I, the video, like, I get yeah. tired of, like, Innova announcement. Not that it pace it hasn't done a lot of good for the, the, the company, the, the, the brand of disc golf or anything. But the announcement video was about, like, him and how excited she was to link up with him and everything that he's done. Yeah. And, like, and I've seen that with Innova before where it's like, oh, it's about Dunapace. It's about Dunapace. Like, get yeah. it off. Like, like, he's done a lot. But separate and make it about the pro and not, like, this other person and this other entity. Yeah. Um, yeah. And but, it, I, but, yeah. But at the same time, how many Innova discs are you backing right now? Too many. Yeah. Um, my whole bag. You molded or Innova? All, all your disc mania, your OG stuff is just infinite. Well, or I no, still Innova. have, like, I have Innova discs in there as well. Like, yeah. I put a rock in there. I, I have, mean, yeah. As a, as, a, as a businessman, I understand it. They're just like, look, guys, we're going to sell discs regardless. We're having trouble because we're selling too many discs. Like, you don't think Infinite? Infinite hasn't released a new disc in a while, and it's not because they don't want to. Like, when I've talked to them, they don't know when they're getting stuff. Innova just sends it. So they're not, <laughs> they're not hurting. So yeah, think about it. If you go to Dick's, what are you going to see? You're not going to see Discraft or anything. You're going to see Innova. If you go to Walmart, if they ever have random stuff, Innova. That's what, if you're a new yeah. player, that's what you normally first see, Innova. And they yeah. probably sell enough of it where they don't – they're probably thinking like, eh, we lost a little bit. We're still going to sell all of our discs and make a lot yeah. of money. But, but saying that, I think the other companies are catching up. I, mm-hmm. I think when I started playing 10 years ago, Innova was the marquee. Um, I used to call – well, I used to hear people call Discraft a less uh, enduring term, uh, Discrap. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a, lot, there's a lot better companies out there these days. So they're going to have to start upping their marketing, um, get some young blood in there. And they're going to have to catch up because the other company, companies are catching them. And in 10 years, they might be in trouble. I think I another think even, thing. I think even sooner oh, than ahead, that. Josh. I don't think yeah. it's going to take 10 years. I think Innova, it's not, I don't think yeah. it's about how much money, look at like how much money I can make um, by selling all these mm-hmm. discs at Walmart and selling discs here. They just lost a ton of pros early. I, and yeah. you know, my personal opinion is because now they're treating them. And yeah. at a certain point, the smaller companies who are going to be treating these pros so much better. Yeah, it's it's well, losing its throne, and it's going to happen. And I think it's before I, ten years from now. I, I tell you, like the the young kids I meet on the course these days, they're not throwing Innova; they're throwing Discraft. So I don't yeah. know what that says, but it's got to say something. No, like I go that. up, yeah. I, I think there's some conversation media. with uh, a buddy today on the disc golf course where I think Innova has done a lot to set a trend and then they fail to follow up. Like you look at Sexton and what uh, he got like, Oh, Hey, let me create this color. Go firebird for you. Boom. It took off. And then they never went back to him to create these things. And yeah, the firefly exists, but that's not a created like mold and alteration for him. It was just the old, you know P2s. why? Cause they have to pay him. Yeah. Well, but it's like, but I don't even mean for that, but like yeah. they could have done it for Ricky. They could have done it for like, all these different pros and they haven't. And then you see now like Discraft finally catching up and let's do a captain's Raptor. Let's do a whole yeah. lineup for Paul. You have Discmania doing their content create or their, their creator series. You have, you know, Conrad with his promise of his creation Dickerson. Like my point being like Innova does a great job of innovating and setting the trend. And then yeah. they quit, they quit or quit innovating and quit setting new trends. And then everybody catches them and does it uh, slightly better. In their defense, they have, 40 molds and so how many more molds can they make but i yeah i, I get I mean, what you're saying they but. made an entire company in Discmania. they made an entire company in infinite why 
why don't they do a lineup for some of their pros with some of the mold alterations? And I hear they're coming out with the yeah. zone and their own blend. So why is they're, they're coming out with their, their brand new fresh mold and they're not slapping yeah. a pro's name on it and calling it, you know, the Sexton's baby bird or something. Because they'd, you know, <laughs> they'd lose 20%. I mean, you, do, you know, do you know why most of the innovators have Ken Climo's name on it? Because they own Ken Climo's name. Do y'all know that story? No. Can't own a person. What, uh, so, so he sold his, his name to Innova a couple years ago. He, he was in some financial troubles, I think. I, I, this is, I mean, this is off the top of the head, but I think he got financial trouble and he sold his, his name. So they're not paying him for 12 time on any disc. And so that's why he's on every disc. But if they put um, <laughs> Calvin on the Eagle, They'd have to pay him to five bucks per disc. So, and, and I understand, like, but and that's where, like, I think we're talking about too, like, some of the Innova's like failings of like needing to like pay their athletes and have them stay, and like you also like look at the cost like benefit analysis of, you know, yeah, you might sell three thousand of these new zones, but you slap Sex's name on it and you're selling three thousand. You pay him twenty percent, but then you're selling another three thousand of the stock release of them, and then you're you're just. Uh. I mean, I agree, but that's why we're having yeah. this conversation because they obviously don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're Innova, like, you if know, you're listening, I, get your shit together because you make good I, plastic. Yeah, Innova, we love you. We just poor we marketing want... team. Chris Dickerson. Yeah, that's been what sick. makes me think their social media and their marketing. If you look at every other brand, I think they are leaps and bounds. Like, if, Zach, you're talking about young kids like wanting to throw other brands. I think there's social media presence of every other company. The only thing I ever hear from Innova is like the pro shop. It's like, Hey, yeah. if you buy three discs, you get a free F2 Put yeah. in code beast two seven. It's like, that, I that's mean, the only thing I yeah. ever hear from them. Well, let's just talk about the fact that they let the, the goat of the sport walk away because they didn't want to pay him what? $10 million. Yeah. I mean, He's grand probably, scheme of it? has probably made that back for Discraft already. Oh, in the first year. Yeah, I mean, definitely. think about think about how popular Discraft has gotten in the last couple, like in the last year, and that's not necessarily all, Paul, but it's got to be. I mean, but when you have dudes, him leading the team, then everything yeah. gets more validity, right? Like Brody yeah. Smith coming and linking up with Paul gave him validity in the sport for people to kind of like, yes, he had his own fan base, but it validated him. Paul Ulibarri yeah. it still validates him. Ezra Adderhold, yeah. it validates them. Um, yeah, and yeah. having him at the, the helm. And Paige Pierce, like, don't discredit Paige Pierce and what she's done for them. That all validates right. their, their, their brand. And that's why, like you said, like, a lot of new players are throwing Discraft and they're wanting to throw Discraft. Right. And, and Calvin, Calvin's my favorite player. I, I love to watch him, but he isn't a consistent threat like Paul is, I don't think. I, I, I mean, I'm not going to say he's not going to finish top 10 every, every tournament next year, but – it, it's just hard putting that all on his shoulders. Who's their next best player? Nate? Yeah. He's not going to tour 60% of the tournaments. Yeah. I mean, so we're talking about, okay, Innova. Uh, Innova's going to go up to Calvin and say, hey, um, you're our only chance. You're our only opportunity to be in the top ten. Jeez. I, I, I mean, realistically, I mean, you're going you're gonna to go into a tournament. You're going to have three or four Discraft players in the top ten. You're going to have – a one Discmania player, you're going to have as many Discmania and you're going to have as many infinite players in the top ten as you are as Innova. How crazy is that? 
trilogy too. Yeah. Don't you dare! <laughs> Don't you dare! <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna make hot, I'm not gonna make a hot takes like that, but you don't think <laughs> they? Got, I mean, I feel like they stacked up this season, but yeah, yeah. but I think they they stacked up like pretty well, and like I think it like Gavin, like he didn't finish oh, yeah. out his season, but before his injury, he was top fifteen, yeah. and yeah. I think people forget a little bit about that of like, oh yeah, like he was like higher ranking, and yeah, he wasn't top five in every tournament, but he was doing enough to grind to be a top fifteen level pro, yeah, and he's like poised to have that breakout season. Kind of like, hopefully, like on par with like Adam Hammes and Kyle Klein. Like last year, I can see yeah, Rathbun yeah. coming out and blowing up that scene. Um, yeah, but, and obviously, yeah. I I don't know like what I don't. I'm Innova's never talked to me about contracts, so I don't know the inside of that. But I don't tell anyone about contracts. They they need to be getting young players. Like how Kyle Klein looking at Innova jersey. Like they, I mean, okay, you're gonna let Paul leave because you don't want to pay him ten million. Okay, go pay Gavin two fifty, five hundred. Go get some young up and coming arms that are going to make young players excited to throw Innova. Go well, do that. What I, and what I like about like Discraft, for example, when Dickerson signed, who was next to him? Paul McBeth. They're talking. They're they're yeah. they're being teammates. When new players sign young players, you see Paul Lielbari like kind of rearing them, put them under their wing, guiding them um, yeah. on tour and doing these things. And they're acting like captains. And I think Innova needs to do that because they have young people like Barella, for example. If you can link him up with a pro, like, like Philo's done a lot of work with them, but even that next level pro that's taking him on tour, like when yeah. uh, Sexton and Macbeth toured, there was a whole push and movement behind that for them together. And if you can link Barella with somebody to tour, and now yeah. they're getting comfortable traveling, they're working on like what it yeah. takes to be successful on the road and be a successful pro and watching these pros be like top five and the next thing you know he's there right he's breaking through yeah. but if you don't push behind him and you don't support him like that they're never going to have that breakout season until like what drew gibson he left innova he went to infinite he took like two years and he's still like like he's always right there always wanting to like be pushed through pushed through pushed through but with him having to do it on its own it's probably taken one or two years longer than it should have um yeah yeah, I think we're all, I mean, we're all looking from the outside in. So it's hard to say that because I know for sure, like, they do do some of that. Like, Thomas Gilbert, I don't know if you've noticed, but the dude can flick now because he was living with Nate Sexton. Dude added a Sexton hop, and now he can yam some flicks. So <laughs> I, it, it's, I, I think also that's kind of disc, or disc off of the old. Like, back in the day, whenever you're thinking of, like, Avery and Simon – and uh, Colton and the, um, Eric's driving the bus. That's not happening anymore because these dudes are making six figures. So they're pulling up, getting in their hotel. So, yeah, I guess, like, the, the, the guys who are 30 to 50 might still be touring in bands and, like, touring together. But now you look at all the top pros, like, Ricky's got his own van. I, I guess he could take a younger player with him, but, I mean – and I mean, and that's I mean, that's that's just the old model. Me rehashing an old model. I'm not saying yeah. that the model can't be updated and to be made to match for what's happening nowadays. Yeah. But Gilbert going to Sexton for forehand advice isn't Prodigy linking him up with them. That isn't Innova saying go and do this. That's them, like pro to pro. He was with Innova at the time. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking about this year. No, no, it was okay. last year. So you're talking about okay, but still, yeah. like, I mean there's still like these pros that they need to be linked up and taking it out. Like 
we talked last week about are these pros salesmen and are should they be allowed to be pros and i feel like taking away some of that responsibility of them being salesmen and allowing them to be a professional athlete with you know said trainers on the road said trainers you know like specialists you look at a whole team like that yeah. is around the nba or our football team they have a whole coaching staff and training staff that designed yeah. to work with them and yeah that might not be as realistic to have permanent people but it's still a conversation that i think is warranted well, to be able to maintain some of these individuals health and development well this is kind of off topic but i think it's kind of still it, i think it would help in the same kind of get on that path I think disc golf needs a team tournament. I think we need to take a tournament where kind of like the NA or not the NHT, um, the disc golf pro tour championship they do in, um, what is it? Um, South Carolina, uh, Hornets nest. Mm -hmm. So I think they need to do like, I don't know, um, the top two men, um, they have like a doubles team and then there's like, uh, they have a couple players do singles. Like it needs to be team versus team more. Cool. I, I think that would be. I think that would be great for the sport to see Innova versus Discraft versus Dismania, and not just player versus player, but I think we need to see team versus team. I think that would be great for the sport because then people would be even more my brand. But and I, yeah, I would that's, say like then turning a, a single sport into a team sport. I mean that that can do nothing but good things for disc golf and especially the brands. The brand awareness, like you're gonna be wearing, you know, disc discraft jerseys a lot more because you want to represent that team that you know your home team. Um, yeah, that, that's a really cool idea. I think we should. I mean, I think Resistance o Open or Resistance Discs just did a series here in Oregon. It's a ten event series um, that's highlighting all of Oregon golf, and it's being led by Resistance Discs. And I think we should be seeing more like team series like that, where it's like, okay, like this part of the pro tour is going to be like a disc craft, like tour series. And it's designed to highlight their pros and keep track of like an ongoing team points and not necessarily do like a breakout of like, let's have a team event. But I can see like, if you break up these sections into like, okay, this is going to be the disc craft part of the tour, the MVP part of the tour, et cetera, et cetera. And then maybe smaller, like silver series, some of like, you know, the gateway, the infinite, the, you know, OTB, the smaller ones. That way everyone can be highlighted. The terminal velocity um can be highlighted and then you have an ongoing point system like they do with the pros but it's more team series and you're able to kind of capture some of that and you know kind of intermix some of these like oh resistance open or resistance disc i say open resistance disc is a sect of discraft so they have an organ series and so that's going to be a discraft based series um and then finding some of those like little smaller niches where like you know terminal velocity gets their discs made by mvp so you're going to be part of the mvp series and you're able to highlight mini series throughout these different states to really kind of grow some of these like i think brand awareness um and like just team kind of battles but not a, not a too terrible segue but i enjoy that maybe we can talk more about that at a later time guys we are doing our best to stay 45 minutes to an hour we're a little bit over so we're going to move on to some closing thoughts for you all i know we didn't get to all of our topics but that's just more topics for our future dates so Cody, why don't you shoot us off with some closing thoughts? Of course, just randomly. Um, I was not sleeping, number one. But I am excited to try this Ursus from Terminal Velocity. So um, 
I'm interested to see, like uh, Zach has made his numbers for it. So I'm really uh, excited to try it out with what I bag right now, if it's gonna be something similar. So if you can pick one of those up, terminal velocity. Um, and then don't be afraid to try a disc based on flight numbers. That's gonna be my advice. If you look at flight numbers, don't let them scare you off and it doesn't hurt you to throw a disc. So if you try it and you like it, maybe the flight numbers are wrong or maybe they're wrong for you, but could maybe, you. Or, huh? It could hurt you. Okay. Well, from, if it hits you, if you throw it at someone, it could hit you, but it doesn't hurt to try a disc. Don't let flight numbers dissuade you from doing it. <laughs> Zach, you're next. Uh, well, Cody kind of stole my thunder with the Ursus, but yeah, um, go try any disc regardless of the flight numbers. Um, don't try to throw a tilt too hard because uh, you might hurt yourself. Um, yeah. Um, yep. Ursus releasing next Friday, the 21st. Uh, noon Central Time. Uh, we'll be doing releases on Central Time because that's the way Texas Disc Golf rolls. Um, <laughs> I'll have a couple hundred on my store. Uh, there'll be a couple hundred um, picked up by different retailers throughout the country. I don't know a lot of their names, um, but Infinite will have a couple hundred. So um, yeah, Infinite got a, a bunch of stamps that I didn't, um, and I requested money stamps, and I saw money stamps, but I did not receive money stamps. So Infinite probably has some money stamps. So don't don't feel afraid to go buy them from Infinite because they'll be more excited about um, placing orders with me in the future. And yeah, um, everyone who got an Ursus, I know it's like half a lounge. Uh, I'm excited to hear your feedback. Please reach out with me uh, to me for the feedback. And I'm super excited to hear what you guys think about it because it's, uh, it's been an awesome process. And thanks for having me, guys. I, I love being on here, hanging out with you guys. So before we transition to Josh's uh, closing thoughts, I do want to remind people with terminal velocities, call for aces for the terminal velocity discs. If you guys do ace with the terminal velocity disc, that's the Ursus. That's some of their stamp discs. You will be getting 10 cents for every foot of that ace. That has to be on camera. And I am excited to see all of you guys' aces. Um, I think Casey's out there. I want to see you ace. You got that wicked forehand ace. And I think the earth is going to be perfect for you. So I'm giving you a specific call out and Jory, I see your flicks as well. A lot of times. So I'm giving you a specific call out as well to record some of these and get some aces. Um, I'm excited to see that. So Josh, what about some of your closing thoughts? Yeah. Well, I'm going to start recording every time I throw that disc now, regardless of how long really? the hole is. Cause you never know. We can catch that wind. Um, yeah, I'm super excited to try that disc out. Uh, but my final thoughts is something that I've been thinking about um, lately. I've been going to the course, and there's a lot of cans and small pieces of trash around. I just want everyone to be part of the solution and not the problem. Um, one thing I want to tr start doing is carrying some of those little bat, like little trash bags. Not like the big ones, kind of the small trash can size. Just in my disc golf bag, and just try to pick up some trash why I'm out playing. I'm already out there. Um, so I would request that anybody who would, wants to do it to get some of those bags and pick up some trash. Awesome. My closing thoughts today, um, I kind of go on theme with what we were talking about with Zach and terminal velocity and the Ursus. It's the idea of 
we're in the golden age of disc golf. We're blowing up. And in this time where I think people want to dig their heels in and be brand loyal and have all Discraft or Discmania bags, you know, take pause and realize like the great thing about disc golf is you have the ability to support somebody that you can talk to and have conversations that level of distance between you and a pro isn't too big. Usually it's one person away, maybe two people away in regards to like somebody who's talked to them or met them. Um, and that's exciting. And so in this time where people are finding their groove and finding their spot in the disc golf world, I encourage you all just to support um, and whatever that looks like, it doesn't take much to be like, well, let me try this disc out. And even if you don't like it, that's cool. You tried it out. That was the support, having conversations, recording videos, doing whatever you can and whatever that support looks like. But for me, that leads to that kind of closing of, if you enjoy this, please like and follow. We're on Spotify. We're on YouTube. Um, show your support for us because we really enjoy doing this, but mostly we just enjoy having these conversations for you. And I think these are all important topics that we look at continuing to explore. So guys, just keep jamming it in the rough. Have a good one. Mm -hmm.